This podcast is part of the Red 5 Network. For more Red 5 Network podcasts, visit red5network.com. This is the way. As the Mandalorian delivers on his bounties, the trio of Sean, Mike, and Damien deliver on their analysis, in-depth dialogue, and opinionated ideas as the team bands together to break down all that is Disney Plus's The Mandalorian Season 2. This is We Have Spoken. We are back in our second episode of the season. We have Mike and Damien back on We Have Spoken. We have a special themed, sort of planned episode out. Normally, we don't do this. We just shoot from the hip. Uh, We're going to cover the hopes and the hope nots of season two of The Mandalorian this episode doesn't make sense if you're wa- if you're listening to it after the season. Stop listening right now. But if you haven't watched season two of The Mandalorian, this episode's for you. So, Mike, how we do? I'm I'm doing pretty good. I got my Spotchka right here. I'm I'm ready to go. I just uh, finished re-watching season one, mm-hmm. and I am I'm ready for season two. Absolutely, Damien, how we do? I'm doing pretty good. I've just been hanging out with my animatronic, the child, uh, um, doing a little OT at work today from the home office. Excellent. So, uh, taking some notes during a couple of conference calls, but I'm ready to go. I love the dedication and desire. I'd actually rewatched the season one myself throughout the last week. And that was my ready for this. You'll be shocked. Only my second time watching the entire season. Um, and I kind of enjoyed the pace that I watched. I sort of watched like two per night. And man, when we got into the last two episodes, I, I actually was like, I, I welled up in the last episode just because it was, it's damn dramatic and emotional for me for, I don't know why I just, I was just like, this is a damn good show. It's bringing out all the, all the good emotions, but we've got a new one coming so far. We've had a trailer and a couple teaser spots with the latest teaser spot appearing on Monday Night Football two weeks, two Mondays ago, one Monday ago. And yep. yeah. that had a lot of newish footage, right? We, we've had maybe a little bit of new dialogue. Uh, we've had Mando flying with the rising phoenix. That was a great shot. And it just seems to be, you know, uh, we've discussed it. Like, they're just not showing us enough, which we love. We love yeah. that. And we hope, and we hope not, that they don't show us anything else. Like, I don't think they're going to show us. I think we're too close to it at this point to actually show us anything. So the format of this show will be thus. We have Damien, hopeful Damien, going to bring us the positive light of The Mandalorian. And then we have Mike's gripes, the hope nots (laughs) of the show. I will be your moderator of this. We're going to try to keep it as straight and narrow as possible. We're going to start off. With our characters, you're going to have two minutes to the skin. No, we're not going to play it like that, like regular, <laughs> like regular debates. Um, I mean, you do have a mute button. I do. I can. And there's also a fly on my head right now. So. <laughs> Very good. Uh, we're going to talk each of our characters. I picked the five, in my opinion, the five major characters that we'll probably see based off of season one coming into season two, not counting anybody who we haven't been introduced to just as of yet so 
let's start off in the positive light, speaking to the Mandalorian himself. Damien, what are you hopeful for? I am hopeful that, and this is just a minor thing, Mandalorian does not take his helmet off mm. during this second um, season. I don't think it's important to me. Uh, you know, he did it once. I don't think we need to drive the point back home that he did it again, the importance of taking off the helmet. But I also do hope that um, we kind of get a little bit of confliction Um him kind of maybe interacting with Moff Gideon and the Darksaber and the Mandalore and everything else. And he's like, where'd this come from? I could teach you about this and everything else. So you kind of get like a little bit of tension there um, where he maybe even thinks about something like giving up the child to learn about the Mandalorians and maybe, you know, gain the Darksaber, some kind of thing that Moff might lure him into. I love that. I love the idea of the background to the Mandalorian, the conflict, the I know your people. He seems to know a lot based on the last episode, right? He was an ISB officer. He was in the siege. He probably knows a lot about the history. And technically speaking, he wields the Darksaber. Therefore, he leads Mandalore. So will that be the conflict? Good point. Mr. Mike, hope nots for Mandalorian. With, with Mando, I only have really one hope not, and it's similar. See, I took hope not as uh, Damien said, I, I hope they're, that he doesn't have his mask off a lot of this. I took it as a hope not, where I, I got really, with the second rewatching, I got a little annoyed of those, oh, let me take your mask off. Do you ever take your mask off? Let me take your... I hated those teasing of the either taking the mask off scenes. And I I found that when IG-11 took his mask off to heal him in the last episode, that it it was just really anticlimactic. Like, I don't need to really see his face. Mm. I I hope that there's not a lot of those teasing scenes where, like, if he goes back to Sorgan or if Kara um, comes back, well, she will come back, where even she tried to take his mask off. Like, I hope there's not a lot of those uh, mask off teasing scenes that yeah. that are just a waste of time to me. Yeah, um, I'm with you on that. I agree that I felt a little let down at the, the, the face reveal. But at the same time, I, I always I, I also think they built up this lore that people didn't know about that you don't show your mm -hmm. face in Mandalore, you know, and and whatever. And then just upon the second rewatching, and I don't know, maybe we can confirm or deny this, but when the armorer is cleaning up all the Mandalorian armor, did they die or did they take off their armor to kind of blend in with the crowd? She did say that because Din asked her if there were any survivors and she said some. Right. So it isn't really clear. Yeah. If they're dead or she was like hey get out of here yeah because it feels like with if the creed is the creed this is the way you know maybe they just said hey we need to survive and i think we talked about this we need to survive you five you got to strip yourself of your armor and go blend and we'll we'll meet up someday so great this is a great start to our hope and hope nots for the mando himself let's talk cara cara dune a uh Alderanian uh, legendary person who is living. 
What are we hopeful for with Kara, Damien? Uh, I hope, you know, aside from seeing more of her, you know, we got like the tease and then we had like her come back. I hope she plays a more prominent role. I think, you know, um, having her be in more episodes or just be like consistent in the story would be good. But ultimately, I just hope that they don't kill her off. Um, I don't know if that would have to do with all the controversy around her, like we were talking about a little bit earlier, or if that was just a plan from the beginning. But, um, you know, Disney likes their strong female characters, and she's obviously a strong female character. So I would hope that they would keep her around. So I'm hoping that she doesn't get killed off. I found her acting in the last two episodes to be outstanding on second watch. Like, really good, really good emotion. Uh, you know, her wielding the gun and just firing into the crowd. It was just awesome to watch again. Yeah. But do we have anything we don't want to happen with Kara? Um, I hope that they don't say that she is a clone. Ooh. There was a lot of random, like, the I think it was Chapter 7, Quill made that little gesture that said, like, ah, oh, you look like you were mm. created in a lab or wow. something along those lines. And yeah. she looked really uncomfortable when he said that. So I hope it isn't revealed that Cara Dune is actually a clone. I would, I would hate That's all, crazy. I'd hate all that. We're like, what? That would just say they got to get away from the clone nonsense. Uh, but you also have uh, Morrison. I can't. What's this for? Tamura? Tamira? Tamura? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Morrison. Yeah. Who's going to be that. in this season. <laughs> <laughs> who, like, you know, people are like, oh, he's going to be Boba Fett. But he yeah. could also be Rex, who yeah. was yeah. a clone. So that's actually a pretty good point. I didn't even think about that wow. until just now. But holy crap. Yeah. So we could, yeah, it could go that route that maybe, see, it's I'd like, then you start, man, you you start getting into these clone, you start bringing Rex into it, it becomes a whole different thread, yeah, you know, and mm -hmm. we get into kind of, kind of wild stuff. I, you know, I, I know from reading, you know, about clones is that they obviously had an accelerated life because they needed to grow up fast. And then they also died fast as they got older. But I believe when the inhibitor chip was removed or something along those lines that it actually slowed down their growth process or something. I think that happened in Canon somewhere. So, you know, he's going to be pushing eighties, seventies, mm -hmm. I think during this time frame, even though his body might be like 50, you know, or 55 or something, something along those lines. Very, very interesting. Our boy grief he survived. We're shocked. I thought he was done for. But what are we hopeful for? Uh, I'm hopeful that in this season he kind of has a impactful death. I feel like a character like him, you know, he was meant to introduce Mando to this, like, world, this lifestyle. Now that he has the child, they're on the run. I think he's kind of like the father figure for Mando to a degree. So I think maybe he'll introduce him to the guild, but he's going to have like a very impactful death that shifts things for, mm -hmm. you know, how the uh, main characters go on. Classic uh, symbolic nature of Star Wars to have that father figure, you know, passing on the torch. Does he sacrifice himself for the child and the ultimate sacrifice? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But is there anything we wouldn't like to happen with grief? Well, see, I, so I took it in the... Like the same thing Damien said, but in different words. I, 
I hope he's not around for season three. Cool. And it's not that I I love Grief's character, but once like how they keep teasing certain things, like with the mask off in the first season, they kept teasing his death. He mm. almost died in uh, when Mando shot him when he was leaving uh, uh, when he was leaving Navarro, yep. and then. Um, uh, the child had to force heal him. Oh yeah, uh, in episode seven. So, yep. it's stop teasing his death. Just get it over with. I'm tired <laughs> of this emotional roller coaster. <laughs> and don't have Mando throw in the towel. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he really like go on without me at that point. I was like kind of pissed at him. Like, dude, what are you talking about? But I guess that's how injured he was. But yeah, no, I totally see your point. Like, it's funny how when you watch these episodes you kind of forget from week to week all these little details that lead back but then upon a rewatch and you get an opportunity to digest them all at one time you made those connections of you know grief kind of died twice but was brought back and he and then then we jumped to damien's point and there's need to be a reason to bring him back or there's no point you know you're just straggling him along and you know I think uh, what in the gallery, Carl Weathers was like, yeah, I'm just going to be in there for a few episodes, and then that's it. Yeah, I think even yeah. he thought he wasn't going to be in there long. Like He was going to get a quick payout, and then they kept him on because they thought that he played a really good character. So they, I think they changed that upon after the second episode or whatever. I mean, it was shot in a way that, yeah, he was shot, but you could also just cut out and put in the best car. You know? So it, I, I feel like that was a reshoot a little bit, you know? I liken him to Yandu, like to Peter Quill, yeah. like yeah. totally like that kind of mirrors their relationship. And I think, you know, obviously like while Yandu did a lot worse things to Quill, like yeah. tried to eat him and all this <laughs> other stuff, whatever the case was, I, I do think that like grief's going to have like that moment where he has like that almost father son connection with Mando and that just like, you know, yeah, waterworks are, are going to be going, Oof. tissues are going to be flowing and uh, yep. Yeah, we'll go from there. We'll but see. I think that's definitely going to happen this season. That's at least what I think. Interesting. But I will, I will say this. Um, so going back to your little random Rocky tidbit, <laughs> I would, and, and this is just me, like dream shooting this scene where uh, grief dies. There's, I feel like there's going to be an ode to that towel scene <laughs> in Rocky Four where grief's like holding it. Think about it. Uh, <laughs> Jorgensen did the mo- did the music for Creed. All yep. like all these little movies, all yeah. the movies and shows love to do those little odes to old classic yeah. movies. So I wouldn't be surprised if like Grief gets shot at a cantina as he has a towel in a hand and a bloody towel drops. And I love it. Season three, Michael B. Jordan comes back to play Grief's <laughs> child, Adonis Grief. Yes, Adonis Kill Killmonger Grief. Um, <laughs> that's a that's cool. That's a great point. I would that's, oh, I would, that would love to amazing. see that. I wouldn't that get would, it. Oh. I wouldn't get it just because I, I yes, I'm from Philadelphia. I'm going to be honest with you. I've never really sat down and watched Rocky. Uh, so the symbolic nature of that, I wouldn't get. But I love hearing the excitement about it. Let's move, <laughs> let's move on to our our main character, the child. Okay, obviously the show completely turned itself upside down we thought it was going to be about the mandalorian they threw a curveball at us episode one we have this child that looks like a familiar species to us everybody calls him baby yoda 
But in fact, Favreau <laughs> said it's not Yoda. It's, you know, he's 50-ish years old. He's entering into his sophomore season. What's going to happen with our friend the child? What are we hoping for? I hope we learn that the species, it like, you know, it's it's a rare species. Not like, oh, you go, like we were talking about, um, you know, like a planet of childs or Yodas or whatever the case is. Um, but aside from that, I think my biggest hope is that we get a name for the child this season. And I think that's going to come from Din. I think it's going to be some kind of affectionate term, something... Um, cause you know, it's the child everywhere, merchandising mm-hmm. the child, uh, baby Yoda. Like I think a name would be kind of neat. Um, so that's kind of my biggest hope is we move away from just like the child and the asset and baby Yoda, and we get a name for what the actual child is. Do you think they give him a Y name? Mm. <laughs> it's, it might make sense. I mean, I, I, you already have Yoda Yada, right? So, hmm. Who knows? And they're, they're the only two that we know. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I think maybe as a nod to the audience, like a little like fan service, they might do something with a Y just to throw it in there. But I don't know. I feel like, you know, also like how, I, I mean, the child's over 50 at this point, but I don't think he's going to, he or she is going to grow that much during the course of this season. That's so mm-hmm. um, I could see like, you know, Mando just maybe eventually – Hey, I'm with you this long. Like, I'm not going to just say you're it, you're this. I'm going to yeah. call you something, hmm. and then go from there. Hmm. And I look forward to buying all of the merchandise <laughs> that comes out with that. <laughs> Same figure. The box is different. <laughs> <laughs> just they just tape words over the old box. Yeah, no, no, no. Why reprint I'm, I'm them right there, day one? <laughs> yeah, they just put a little masking tape and a little permanent marker, and it's totally fine. Uh, what are we what are we not hoping for, Mr. Mike? Um, I hope that the child is not speaking words. I hope Ooh. it doesn't go a route of like uh baby group to teenage group where the child start it's like a few years older now and he's like a sassy teen. Me. I don't want that exactly. <laughs> like even even if the child is still not speaking words, but like making angry noises that like like to give mando attitude i don't want to see that it just downplays it for me yeah i also don't i hope that the his force abilities are not overused i think they work very well and very few and far between in uh the first season where he, he killed the mud horn uh and then towards the end of the season he used them a little more for the force heal um with the fire yeah uh, protective barrier like a yeah, pull, like really just barrier. a push yeah. and then he choked Kara sure did yeah sure did <laughs> sure did speaking of by the way love lovely points i agree no words i don't need words i don't mind like personality though i'd like Ooh. to see an enhanced personality because what like we all laughed when he's like oh whistling birds click i'm out you know, so that's a good personality trait. So I would like to see, you know, uh, he's a good comic relief, but not like Jar Jar comic relief, but just like it's tense. And then Baby Yoda's head comes from the top and he's like, what's up, everybody? I'm here. By the way, never saw that scene. 
until <laughs> the second watch and was like, he stuck his head down. And then, her, like, this is what I picked up on, right? So they're talking about dropping him off at a planet or going back to Navarro or doing something. And he overhears them and then slips up and then grabs the yoke to try to not go to that planet. I, fi- I picked up on that. I didn't pick up on it the first time and I was cracking myself up. Force abilities. Okay, so on StarWars.com, I think StarWars.com, they released some information about uh, Ray and Ben's dyad. So here's a little interesting tidbit, and I don't know how much this is going to travel to the Mandalorian and the child, but apparently force healing is a dyad ability only. According to what I read, I follow some good sources on Instagram, often screenshots from websites from StarWars.com, and it says specifically that force healing Although it's not like specific to the dyad, but mm-hmm. like I, if me and Damien were dyads, it's not like healing each other, but we can heal because we're a dyad, we can heal other people. It doesn't happen too often because it's generations, but since mm. since you, the child did it first, technically, right? Because Ray is not quite a thought yet, I think. Right. Yeah. Right. Not a thought yet. Maybe five? No, not yet. Anyway. Um, no, it's 30 years. So no, she's not even a thought yet. Yeah. You know, is there a connection there? Interesting. I know. You don't have to give me any answers. I just want that. I want that silence of thought. Like, is the child part of a dyad, part of a two? You know, hmm. A manufactured dyad or just like Jurassic Park dyad? Like, (laughs) life will find a way. (laughs) Like, you, you brought me to life and I've made a connection with another being, which has given me great ability. I mean, I feel like it, it was kind of purposeful because you saw that in sync with 100%. Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So you were like, oh, wait, I saw that here. Oh, yeah. wait, I saw that there. Yeah. What? So, like, you know, they kind of showed it there. And they mm-hmm. knew that people were going to watch both Mandalorian and Rise of Skywalker. They're mm-hmm. not going to watch one or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. But then the question is, like, if it's a dyad, who? Who would be the second? Who's yeah. the you know? second? And that's a good question. We're gonna leave we're gonna leave that question hanging for our <laughs> listeners there. Let's finish up with our final major character, Moth Gideon. Okay. Not a big prominent role, but boy did he leave an impact. Immediate impact. I was just gape, mouth gaping again watching the acting performance of our boy uh juan carlo esposito and i think he won right did he win for the for that character i believe for the emmy i'm pretty sure did he end up winning he should have i don't remember <laughs> anyways um to the google to the google Bone you chilling. go so what are we hoping for for moff we left him off he cuts himself out of the dark saber secretly hoping i'm gonna be honest with you i forgot there were jawas in that scene and i would have loved for him to cut himself out of the and just wham get one right immediately and then just love the menacing i'd love that as a centerpiece from hasbro of him standing on top of the tie fighter like you know and you got the flames coming up and the sabers ignited that would be a cool centerpiece we leave him there we don't know his next moves. Obviously, Mando, Child, Grief, and Kara think he's dead. Always check the mm-hmm. body. 
Always look for the double tap. Has anybody learned anything from Zombieland? Unbelievable. <laughs> Damien, what are we hoping for for Moff Gideon? So I'm hoping, you know, we have the child who obviously is force sensitive. I'm hoping to some degree, not, you know, to the level of Vader or Ben Solo, whatever the case is. I'm hoping that Moff has some sense, you know, force sensitivity. Um, you know, it could be something even just like how Finn was, where, you know, he, he they kind of teased it. You didn't see it fully realized. But uh, I do think, you know, he's just a lot smarter and he has something up his sleeve that we don't know about quite yet, aside from being just crazy powerful and commanding. So I think something, you know, in terms of being him or have him being uh, force sensitive would be what I would be hoping for. Yeah, I like I like that. I like that. I like the idea that I always believe that the Force is not taught like the Jedi did and the Sith did. I think the Force is inherent in every single person, and it's just a matter of tapping into it and, and having that focus to be able to do that. And he appears to be well-learned in a lot of historical texts, so I would think that that has something to do with it, but... We always have that one thing we don't want Moff Gideon to do, and that's where Mike comes in. Uh, so he, uh, Esposito did not win. He was nominated, but he did not win. I don't know who won. I didn't feel like okay. looking that up. I just saw he was nominated, but did not win. Come on, man. Because it was a sham at that point. <laughs> it was. Um, I hope Moff Gideon is not dead at the end of season two. Mm. Mm. I, I want... I mean, just because he did so much with so little time that even if, like, like in the original trilogy of Star Wars, like, Vader really didn't do much, but he was just so menacing. Yeah. I, I want this menacing presence around, and just the way he talks, and, like, even that whole comedic scene where they're saying, like, oh, he just took out an entire, his entire troop just for talking back to him. Yeah. Like, I want this evil around, and if if they do count, I need some sort of like crazy, like Breaking Bad esque death where they yeah. blow up half of his face. I don't <laughs> want. That's why, like at the end of season one, I was like, "There's no way he's dead after two little bombs to the wing. No yeah, way." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I, there's no no point that I think he was dead. Now, uh, Vader in the original script was dead. And George, I think, went to Kasdan and was like, or who, Irving Kirshner or something like that. They were talking about episode or Empire Strikes Back, and they said, you know, I think we should bring him back. So when he gets shot off, the scene of him spinning in the fighter just to show that he's still alive, I think, was added in later. So I'm I'm seeing a lot of symbolic parallels here between him getting blown up, blowns up, crashing, but surviving mm-hmm. in the same way, which. As we know in Empire Strikes Back, Vader played a more prominent role, so I'm thinking you're on the right track there. Makes a lot of sense, man. I mean, that's, you know, technically, like, I mean, Moff didn't have a lot of screen time. We knew about him, and we were like, where is he? Okay, not this chapter. Where is he? Not mm-hmm. this chapter. Mm-hmm. And then finally you get him, mm-hmm. and you're like, holy crap. Like, yeah. I just want to see a lot of this guy going forward. But, you know, like you were saying, uh, <laughs> blowing half his face off maybe we'll get like grief carga 
in like a wheelchair with a, a bell and then boom that's it there you go heroic death for grief and then uh <laughs> down goes moff gideon <laughs> oh my god but dude he's moff is like he's bone chilling though like yeah. the way he it just like deadpan stare is it, it, uh, it's creepy <laughs> but he's great man and he's been a, a well like i mean in terms of being just a good villain you know it's it's welcome he's like super oh, yeah. talented yeah. so i hope they keep him around for the long haul for at least a couple more seasons mm-hmm. for sure for sure i'm noise canceling i'm just not listening okay <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to story points. Thank you for the character analysis, everybody. I'm looking forward to seeing if your hopes and hope nots pan out. So story points. I just wrote down a few. Let's start with the quest to find the child's original world. That appears to be the over, I guess, the, the, the main objective of our good friend Mando and the child. Um, Damien, what do you think about that one? I hope that there is not a planet or, you know, a land of just baby Yoda species. I hope it's super rare, super secret, because, you know, for us in Star Wars lore, we've only, this is the third type of this species we've ever seen. So, you know, I kind of hope that it's, I don't know what the lore would be or what the backstory would be, but I, you know, I don't want to see like a, um, you know, just planet like with Ewoks, but just baby Yodas. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That's that's essentially my hope. Not I hope there's not just a planet of uh, Yoda species, or to the point you, uh, Sean, you made. I think in our last uh, in our last episode, if there is, I want it to be destroyed, mm. and like he's like one of the last ones out there, or she is one of the last ones out there. I like, like similar to like I don't need a ton of little, uh, little Yoda species running around. I, I it just it loses its lore mm-hmm. if if mm-hmm. that's the thing if that's the case. Mm-hmm. Agreed, agreed to both points. Um, you know we're def- I like the quest. I like going out. To different worlds. Obviously, they can they can explore. the The galaxy is endless. They can go wherever they want. Uh, but there's going to be a point where they come to an impasse, and they've got to figure it out. So hopefully, they make the right decision uh, within uh, the actual story point. All right, Moff Gideon's arc. Okay, again, we we spoke briefly about him a little bit during his character development. But what do we think is going to happen for his particular arc in season two? Well, I hope we see him rise to prominence, obviously, which I think is going to be the case. Um, And we're going to see how far his reach is across the galaxy. But my biggest hope for him is almost, and I don't want to deviate away from the story too much, but some type of Kingpin episode like we had in Daredevil, where you get the backstory, maybe some kind of interaction with a familiar character or two and you know, how he came to be where he is. Just to kind of give a little bit more backstory, a little bit more motivation to why he's pursuing Mando and the child. Maybe there's a similar tragic event that happens to him when he's a child, and it was because of Mandalore 
or at least a Mandalorian to have caused such pain. Who knows? I like that. Mr. Mike. Yeah, I, I, I need to see how he acquires the uh, the Darksaber, but I hope that it's not a full episode. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, I, pretty, I, I, that's pretty specific. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy this hope, hope not thing. Yeah, I got, um, I got you. So, if you remember, like last season, I hated how they did um, the little um, Din flashbacks to um, when his town was destroyed and the Mandalorian saved him, and then it came together at the end of uh, at the when they were trapped in the in the bar on Navarro, and he said the rest of the story. I wouldn't mind like. You know, half of an episode being like devoted to I don't I don't want them to go down that same road of like little moth flashbacks. Yeah. Um, but I would I, I absolutely need to see him acquiring the the, uh, the dark saber, possibly from Bo Katan. I would dig it. I would dig it for sure. Yeah, that would I, be awesome. I would think I think this would be a home run arc. As we talked about it before. I love the detail work uh, in it, and again doesn't have to take a lot of storytelling to make it happen. Um, Grief and Kara, they're on Navarro. They're cl- cleaning up, right, the rest of the stormtroopers. That was what they said they were going to do. Is the guild still in existence, or does Grief get rid of it? Does he turn a new leaf? Damien, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Well, kind of going back to my point with Grief, I feel like you know, grief is Yandu. The guild is Ravagers, and maybe because he helps Mando get out, they cast him out, and then that's where he kind of doesn't know what to do with himself, and he feels in despair, and then he starts making more of the right decisions versus you know more of the wrong decisions just for personal gain, like he did before. Nice, nice. On is there and right now is there anyone left in that town? Of in Navarro, except for grief, Kara, and Moff, right now. <laughs> it's like no, <laughs> yeah, because like, that town got destroyed by Moff, by IG Eleven, and by all the stormtroopers. I forgot about yeah. IG Eleven rolling through with the scout trooper bike, completely <laughs> just like bow, 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 bow. that's how my plaster sound. Um, it sounds like a an R and B track. Um, <laughs> there's no one left they have to rebuild it um i guess they're gonna put out I, I would assume that when the empire started having a little bit of bigger presence that they people took off they were like yeah, we're good no we don't we we got rid of this for a reason and we don't really want to be part of this uh this party today so i bet you they they'll come back in droves when they realize that the the imps are gone that's a good point that's a great point um, but the yeah, other yeah. the other point to that is like, it Moff Gideon's still there. I take Moff Gideon against both of them any day of the week. So oh, does yeah. Moff Gideon just up and leave? Like, what? Yeah. That, that's I I I don't because maybe he doesn't know they're there. Is there a double cross? Ooh. Mm. Oof. I mean, where you see them happy. You see the one scene in the trailer where they're happy to see Mando. Is yeah. there a double cross? Yeah. These are 
I don't know. Kara seems pretty pissed at Imperials, so I don't. I don't know. If she'd go for that unless Grief is I could see, doing it. Yeah, I could see it coming from Grief for sure. But unless like maybe Kara, I don't. There's something that they could hold over her head, like Lando esque, where yeah, yeah, where um he's working with Vader. He had no choice, kind of a thing. But then double crosses mm-hmm. Vader. Kind of, yeah, maybe maybe that that's his long triple cross. Yeah, long <laughs> his long play, which turns into a sacrifice. Huh? Could all work the more together. we're talking about this, the more it seems like it might be like an Empire Strikes Back type season. Yeah, which I'm all for. Yeah, I'm all for, for sure. Okay, uh, not much information on this aspect except for a, a one line and an X-wing here or there. But do we get a new Republic arc? In this season, some kind of mention of it, Damien. What do you think? I don't think so. I think they're going to stay pretty self-contained within this story. Maybe season three, um, but I think this season's just going to be all about the child finding some kind of Jedi, trying to find some kind of history about Mandalore for Din, and you know, just getting the child back home or wherever it should be. So you are not hopeful for this at all. I'm hoping that it, I, I guess I, if I'm, I'm the hope side. So You're, I should say we, we can I switch sides for this. Cause I, I kind of hope there is a little bit to it. Okay. There we go. I like this. The old I, I switcheroo. Hope, I hope it stays self-contained within okay. its little world right now. I'm just saying play by my rules tonight, gents. That's all I'm asking for you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And, and Mike, you, uh, have to switch your response so this like later this will kind of lead into my prediction um uh, what my prediction of how the the season is going to end actually um so i do think there is going to be some mention of a new public there's there like he's going to be on like uh especially when the x-wings tell him to like mandalorian stand down or stand I think he's. I think uh, the New Republic knows that, that they have this uh, this species. I think there's some connection. I think they're going to try to help him. Um, I think there's going to be mention of like classic characters, but not like a CGI Coolio, like mm-hmm. Coolio hologram or whatever. Um, I think they're going to mention Leia. I don't know why that just popped into my mind yeah, uh, yeah. earlier today. I was like, they're going to mention Leia somewhere. Yeah. I have a feeling yep. when Mando doesn't get captured, but um, gets taken in by the New Republic. And I'll leave it at there <sighs> to lead into my prediction later. Great. Great. Well, we'll let it hang. I love it. I think that's, that's cool. I think a little bit of New Republic is not going to hurt us uh, in the long run. Okay. It got its own little topic subheading in my notes, Razor Crest. We've seen a lot of it in the trailer. We've seen it broken down, rebuilt within hours. And then, and then it's crashing along the ice of some planet, I think Ilum. And it's is, is it salvageable? I don't know. What do you think? What's your hopes for the Razor Crest? So I hope that that's just all kind of you know being like oh no it's done it's done um i think razor crest at this point and going forward is going to be one of the iconic ships 
in all of Star Wars. I mean, you have your X-Wings, you have the Falcon, you have TIE Fighters, everything else. But I do think that Razor Crest is going to be one of those iconic ships, like Ghost, that's there. Um, so I do think that they maybe tease that and just show in the trailer, like, hey, Mando's been through some stuff right now. It's, like, bad. But I do think by the end of the season, it's going to be rebuilt in some fashion. Because if you look at the Falcon after watching Solo versus going to A New Hope, and you're like, okay, you know, there's been mm. a couple upgrades and, well, fixes. Yeah. Um, some duct tape and some Band-Aids put on there. But I do think Razor Crest is going to be around. So my hope is that it sticks through cool. the rest of the season. I like it. Mr. Mike. I hope it's Dunzo. I want him. I want him in a new ship. <laughs> I like it. Complete opposites. This is what I'm talking about. I would be remiss if I didn't rebring up my disappointment in the Falcon actually surviving the Battle of Exegol. I thought I you I swore out of the fake out of the 17 fake sacrifices we got in the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> that the like <laughs> yeah, that the Falcon would have played a major role in bringing down X to achieve Y, and then in the epilogue, Ray scavenging parts to rebuild Ooh. it in some way, shape, or form. Not exactly the same, but something different. That's kind of what I was. That's my head cannon on that. So. I'm kind of stuck in between the destruction of the Razor Crest and the keeping of the Razor Crest being as right off the bat, you're like, this ship's cool. It's got two cool yeah. engines. It's got a potty. It's got guns. <laughs> <laughs> you can hang a bunch of carbonite slabs in there. Right. It's got 80, plenty of space. Plenty of space. Um, no passcodes at all. Everything's open. You can just hit buttons. One, 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 one. And it's fine. <laughs> so, okay. So we'll see what happens with the Razor Crest. So hopefully it survives. Maybe it doesn't. We'll see. We'll see. All right. That brings us to our final last couple topics, starting with predictions. Okay. This is not this is not exactly a hope or a hope not. This is just sort of what are we looking forward to prediction-wise since we've seen a couple more teaser trailers. What are we thinking? So I am, my prediction, or at least what I hope to see is, um, obviously, we need to have a cliffhanger for a season three, something big. Um, I would like to see some kind of scenario where the child gets separated from Mando, and then Ooh. that's it. It just drops you off right there. Ooh. And then season three is, how's Mando going to find the child? How's he going to get back to him? Um, just to give like a little bit more purpose, because I don't think there's going to be a conclusion to this, obviously, and they don't want there to be a conclusion. I mean, this is probably one of the best things that's happened to Star Wars in a long time, and yeah. everyone's buzzing about it. So I think for me, I would like a cliffhanger that ends with maybe even Moff having a child, and then Mando, oh my God. you know, <laughs> waking up and being like, what would happen? And then I'll be so there, mad. I'll be so mad. Black, oh my boom. God. Oh. <laughs> and then we could stew over it for an entire uh, year. <laughs> that's exactly how it, I would be after the episode would be like, Oh, I'd be I, so mad, but then I would just be like, okay, when season three, I, 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 yeah, right. I love the cliffhanger aspect of it. I think it's, I mean, listen, in all of the movies, the only true, true cliffhanger 
was episode seven. Everything else wasn't really a cliffhanger. They like built mm-hmm. the epilogue into it and tried to pass it off as a cliffhanger. But in reality, when we drop off of the island and we finally see our hero and it just it bang ends and you're like, what? That's exactly it's unbelievable cliffhanger there. So looking forward to the next immediate the next movie. So looking forward to it at the end of episode four. It's not even a cliffhanger. Movie's over. Arc's done. Good versus evil. Good wins. Done. You know, even episode five, you're like, all right, well, some some S went down. I'm looking forward to the conclusion. That's about it. I mean, other than that, I would lo- I'd Lost did a really good job at the oh, yeah. TV show Lost. If Mike, I don't know if you ever watched Lost, but they did yeah. a really good job at keeping you on the edge of your seat with cliffhangers. I hope cliffhangers are a thing in this. I don't need episode to episode. Just season would be great. If you're wondering what's that in my mic, everybody, that is my daughter. Who is chewing on it right now? Eating the mic. <laughs> so we'll be muting in just a second, allowing Mike to take on predictions. I hope you have enjoyed this rendition from Miss Annie Jude, 10:55 p.m. <laughs> oh, good day. Prediction. Go ahead, Dave. One quick one. All those carbonite slabs in the Razor Crests. I think at some point in the season they're going to be desperate for help, and they're going to, you know defrost everybody that's a hell of a prediction i love that prediction are you kidding me because in the one teaser you saw one of the mithrals with like tara and yeah and i'm like okay wait is that horatio sam like are they just Mm. sugar sticks my prediction would be like oh well these guys can't get any help anywhere else well shit we got a ton of it on ice down in the basement so let's yeah so that's my minor prediction yeah i don't even know if if it's razor crest-esque but i they've had the i mean they were moving them off the razor crest to somewhere they're on navarro somewhere we need people what you know who knows we need people i love that yeah all right mikey what do you got what do you got for us all right couple rapid fire ones and one big prediction of how this season is going to end all right so rapid fire grief dies (gasps) yep I agree. I think it's going to happen, um, man. I don't want it to, but I think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to be Boba Fett that everybody's talking about. I think it's going to be a clone of Jango Fett. Ooh. Um, I think we'll find out that the doctor that was looking after the child um, when in Chapter 2 extracted some sort of DNA from the child, and Moth is after... Because we don't see the doctor ever again, and Mando doesn't mm-hmm. kill him. Uh-huh. Um, and Moth is actually after the child to get. They don't have enough to actually make mm-hmm. clones. Of wow, him. dude, that's uh, like Doctor Wu Jurassic Park stuff right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's a mate, dude. I completely forgot about the doctor. And Holy here, crap. here's my big prediction. All right, um, so going back to New Republic, so the X Wings will acquire bring mando in with the child in hand there will be enough of the new republic around to have known of yoda since this isn't that too far after um uh return of the jedi uh i think 
that they will lead Mando to Ilum. Mm. And I think they will thwart Moff Gideon from following Mando and the child to Ilum. I think you see them walking through the snow. You will find a cave. And then Ahsoka will come out of the cave, look down at the child and say, welcome back. And you will find that the child was actually a youngling training on Ilum. Then that is why he is so force sensitive. Is Ahsoka the child's dyad? Your opinion at 11 (laughs) o'clock. No, let's hold on. Let's let's break this down. Great. The only thing Jeez. I the, the only thing that I uh, don't truly agree with is um, no one knows who Yoda is. Just because of the exile factor, the only person who really saw him was Luke, and I don't think he was mentioned after that. Unless there were, and you know, you got to remember the Empire purged all the historical records That's of true. any of the Jedi. So like. If the Jedi are so mysterious and Luke is the lone surviving Jedi and in this part of the world where they're where, part of the galaxy that they're living, that they're like sorcerer ways, you know, they're back to sorcerers. No one really knows that the Jedi are back, so to speak. I think Luke's on his adventures right now, in my opinion, kind of like doing some research and whatever, because even Ben Solo, who was conceived at the Battle of Endor and born... It's probably one or two. Probably maybe four or five. I mean, he's not training right now. You know what I mean? I think he started training late uh, and whatever. And whatever that's – so I don't know. Like, But everything else. But wouldn't – but that's where my mention of Leia comes into play. Oh, definitely. I think – I think, yeah. yeah. I don't know if Leia knows Yoda, so to speak. But I guess if she trained with Luke, then Mm -hmm. she would have – he would have had to mention him. So like, she would have known of Ilum, right? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Ilum is such a wild concept. It's an added on detail. I, I don't know. Uh, like Luke doesn't know about Ilum. He didn't get his kyber crystal. He never got a kyber crystal. Yeah, he never got Where did he get his green crystal from? This is all lies. These are all the things I need to know about. But like, Galaxy's never... Edge. Well, that's of course. <laughs> <laughs> eBay. Um, no, this is, this is, this has, you've, you've, your uh, prediction brings up ramifications. If they, Start to melt the worlds together. Do we lose our Mandalorian loveliness? You know, if Ahsoka comes out and was like, actually, the show is called me. You know, like, what if that happened? You know, I don't know. That's it's a it's a wild theory. I love it. I love that you think of this stuff. Super detailed. Yeah. Like as you were talking about it, I'm like, whoa. Whoa! Whoa! Okay, <laughs> I gotta sit down. I love it. I love it. No, it's it's a it's a cool. It's very detailed. It's just I'm, I, I always. I, I think Ahsoka. She's making an appearance, but it's going to be Moff Gideon esque, where it's not going to be much. Yeah, and I think there, there's going to be. It has like, to be. That's yeah, why I it think it's going to be that cliffhanger. Yeah, like they get away from Moff and they introduce Ahsoka. And I think every, like, I think Star Wars is going the Marvel way anyway, where everything wants to be interconnected now. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I'd agree with that. I'd agree with that. Yeah. I would, I would accept Ahsoka as the cliffhanger. You know, it's like a double cliffhanger. Bang, Moff takes, it goes to black, 
And then, like, it cuts back to Mando, and, like, Ahsoka puts his her, her hand on his shoulder and is like, we're going to go get him back. <laughs> you know? Because you end season one with Moff, so it's like, okay, dark, like, stuff's coming. Then you end season two with, okay, here's hope. Yeah. Um, and then, it, which is kind of flip flop with chapter, you know, or episodes four and five almost, because yeah. everything feels like doom and gloom. And then, you know, you go into season three, so yeah. it's kind of almost like a flip flop. But wow. that's amazing. That would be pretty cool. I love On it. that note, I wouldn't mind if it was just a trilogy, just three season series, boom, <sighs> done. I'm, I and and this is good segue because I feel now that we're talking <laughs> about, it, I feel like it's only going to be three seasons with a movie. That John Favreau what? wants to make to tie it all together, to tie it all up with the ending of season three cliffhangering into the final movie. And we're going to call it The Mandalorian, The Battle for the Darksaber. Hmm. A, st- <laughs> a, a Star Wars story. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Ron Howard. Oh, sorry, John Favreau. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would I would be all for a movie. I'd love to see it on the big screen if there is such a thing in four years. Um, I would be in for it, especially if it if it's not just a one off. If it's a true continuation of the story that we have watched for let's watch movie to production three years. 18, 19, 20, 21, it would be a five to six year, you know, story and they conclude it, you know, and it's, and it's a while, right? It's, it's a while since season three ended and they announced the movie at Star Wars convention celebration 2022 to be released in 2025 and people go nuts. They go crazy. And it's just (laughs) the child. (laughs) <laughs> i don't know who's now the teenager right who's tall Man. like and we know when saw it coming he's actually six yeah. two yeah. six <laughs> and just absolutely ripped it's all legs it's all legs short torso he's still under under the robe so nobody really knows how intimidating <laughs> the child is at this point <laughs> It's just Muppet Man. Yeah. It's just stacked with child. He's, he's got com- he's got compartments of pocket watches. He opens up the <laughs> selling. You want <laughs> you want G Shock? I got you. Don't worry. <laughs> I got some Timexes. I got some. I got some Folexes. It's all good. They're authentic. Don't worry I swear. about it. I got them from I got them from Savvy's Workshop in Galaxy's Edge. It's no big deal. This is all good. <laughs> This is all good. Um, yeah, so we covered. I mean, if you have nothing else to say about a potential movie, which I think is, a, you know, I think is a thing. Uh, we've covered a lot. We've covered a lot in a little bit of time. Uh, again, we're right under that hour mark, which is awesome. We covered our characters, our hopes and our hope nots, our, what we think is the main story points, what's the uh, destination for our Razor Crest, really wild predictions, from both Damien and Mike. Uh, and I contributed nothing to this conversation except for commentary, moderation, and thanks, Kristen Wilker. And a baby. And a baby. Okay, that's what I contributed tonight. So I hope that this baby goes to sleep 
when I put her up. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope that Mike enjoys his drink. And I hope that Damien (laughs) survives the the Tasmanian devil, that is Kennedy, coming down the stairs at any time in the night. (laughs) I would put a motion sensor on her door immediately so you would know. That's just me. Anyway, I'm a stormtrooper out there. Have, that's right. You should buy a Kylo from Ren, the 90s. Four foot Kylo Ren that has motion activation that says "Get back in your room," and uh, that's no, any yeah. anytime she walks past, it's just his lightsaber just zoom yeah, and right. scares her right back in. That's right. Get back in that room, daughter. We all have daughters. We all have kids. It's a thing. It's not a big deal. Do uh, it for the kids. We do it for the kids. We do it for you. This. Has been We Have Spoken, episode two of season two. We're leading you right up into the first episode, dropping what? Dropping October 30th. (laughs) We're running out of time, everybody. It's been great having you. Mike, Damien, thank you so much for your time once again. We have spoken, gents. Horatio Sands coming back. Yes. Yes. Predictions, Leia, all of it. We'll see you next time. This is the way. Star Wars by MRC Tech, created by Sean, found on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts, can be streamed from mrctechllc.com. Follow Sean and MRC Tech on all the socials. Search out MRC Tech and you will surely find them. Catch all the exciting Star Wars action in a podcast form. But don't forget, MRC Tech also streams content like games and Lego builds and is also a tech specialist. Reach out if you ever need help. Music provided by Incompetech, the Baltic House Orchestra, Pandemics, and ChillHop.com. Copyrighted 2020. Cheers, and may the Force be with you.